okay, before we even get going proper, should we just... We can talk about it now, right? We can talk about WWE at this point, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. It's the fucking... The cat is out of the bag enough that it's just like... Listen, y'all, we're going to get into this later, but in in this world, in the universe that you, myself, and everybody lives in right now, AEW has more backstage drama than WWE, and WWE doesn't have any at all really right now. And WWE is good? The war, this is now the war, and I'm enjoying it, because we've gotten two banger episodes of Dynamite. Apparently, Raw's been really good, which is a sentence I haven't said since 1983, which was weird, because Raw didn't even exist then. <laughs> and you were 10 years from being born. <laughs> exactly. Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, and I'm not a sports entertainer. I am not a wrestler. I am a non-binary fight twink. Scotty Moore! I'm a straight fight twink, boy Tanner. Straight fight twink! You know, I had something prepared, but this was uh, this was completely disarming. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm the Dylan, and I'm not 100% comfortable with this call now. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, that was the call, because like the Garcia JAS segment today had real big coming out to your dad energy, we discovered while you were watching it. And then like Danielson comes out like, no, this is my child, and their pronouns are they, them, and they're a professional wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and then Garcia's two dads are just fighting about what they need to be. <laughs> uh, so welcome back. It's been you know a while. Who should be fighting. You know who should be fighting his real dad. It's 2.0 2.0. I did enjoy how 2.0 did not come out for the beatdown at the end. And I really hope they're going to be like, that's that's a boy. That's my son. Yep. I'm not going to fight my son, Jericho. I'm not gonna- I'm not gonna. How many dads sports can entertain us? Entertain this is what we are. But I want you. To, by the way, I want you to know, Daddy Magic on Dark Elevation commentary has been fucking amazing the last two yeah. weeks. You want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I do like, uh, and I was gonna do this for the cold open, but I figured we needed to get WWE out of the way. I do love Eddie Kingston's commitment to kayfabe so much to where if he's asked about anyone he's feuded with, even today he's like, no, fuck that guy. How'd you feel about your matches with Chris Lionheart? Je- fuck him. I hate his matches. I hate the way he works. And apparently, and I don't know if this was kayfabe or not, but he stopped doing commentary because he didn't feel like it anymore because of that feud. He was like, I'm not doing dark commentary anymore. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Jericho made me hate wrestling. And I'm like, that's a fun storyline for him. Yeah. Uh, but it's been a while uh, since we've done anything. We're changing the format a little bit. Instead of rapid firing stories at your ass, we're just going to pick the best. Uh, each of us have chosen two stories each, and then we're going to do heels and baby faces. Uh, just so I don't sit here as I have in the past before and just had to been like, yes, yeah, so um, Dexter Loomis is back. 
No, no, nothing, nothing on that. Okay, well, moving on to the next story. And Tyrus, nope, next. <laughs> we just keep moving through hey. these stories. So I just I want, want to pick you, the best I, I stuff. I want you huh? to know that, that is ne- there has never been anything you've ever said that one of us couldn't come up with something to spend at least five minutes bullshitting about. I need you <laughs> it's to. It's actually I, kind of a problem. Do, I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, don't no sell our ability to bullshit, all right? That mm-hmm. is a cornerstone of this podcast. <laughs> Dylan and I, Scotty, without you, Dylan and I, we just kept going. I, you were the one that had to listen to those episodes, so I don't know how salvageable it is when Dylan and Blake are on the mic together without a Scotty to guide them. Yes, surprisingly, we're done quicker. Yeah. (laughs) Those are are the most concise episodes. (laughs) The three of us together is arguably the worst combination of people on this show. It's it's all three of us. Then right above it is me and Blake because at some point that's gonna stop being about wrestling and we're just gonna talk about Bullet Train for an hour. <laughs> Don't get me fucking started, buddy. Don't do it. We were on forty milligram edibles in Gatlinburg and just like we can't do anything. We gotta go see fucking Bullet Train, but <laughs> okay, back right. to wrestling. Jesus Christ. Bullet Club Train. Thank you, Big Mike. Is that anything? Probably not. Uh, Dylan, you want to start off with stories so we can get into some AEW action? Uh, Yes. So the Trios tournament is underway. Shit. Uh, Yeah. It's been been fucking baller. Um, Love that belt. Love these trios. I was going to say, I really like that, like, after waiting, I like, granted, I knew they had to wait for Kenny to return because, like, you know, it's, it's, it's the elite's belt. Let's be a hundred percent honest here. Like, and what a great way to redebut Kenny. Like, yes. give him his fucking return. Granted, pop. I am worried that he redebuted wearing a shirt, but well, well, no, hold on. The theory online that I absolutely adore about that is that Kenny is going full anime character. He is wearing like weighted training shit, not weighted training shit, but you know, like protective gear. And with yeah. every consecutive match, he's gonna lose a piece of his armor. Which yeah. is what, are you the expecting most... him to come out in trunks by Just... the end of this? No, full dick. Full Wang <laughs> Kenny Omega winning the trio's title. Okay, I need to stay far away from whatever forums you read. Um, so yes, that match against uh, La Faction Ingobernal, uh, where they turned on Dragon Lee for not being an asshole by yeah. being assholes. Ah, oh, God. Missed. I I missed fucking uh I miss Andrade in this oh, in so this good. role. He hasn't been like this since he was uh freaking uh Lucha like since he was masked back before he went to WWE and like this is some is some mm-hmm. good shit. It's some it, good shit. Um, yeah. Having that instant panic of like oh no we have to rush through the turn and then we got to rush through Kenny saving them and all of that. Uh, it did make me nostalgic for the early days of AEW. I was like oh yes good everything happens in the last two minutes let's go. <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, and to be fair they closed the <laughs> show out before they even went back. As far as I know Kenny and the, Kenny and the Bucks got to like the edge of the ring we're like actually you know what fuck this and like left don yeah. Callis is there that's completely an option anyway mm-hmm. uh, it could have very easily just been that yeah exactly yeah. um this uh this tournament saw the re-debut of the anthill trios finishing move from the best friends yes uh, that which, made me so happy i've not which watched is, i saw the clip have you seen the match how was it it was it was pretty good it was pretty good. I'm 
I'm gonna get into I'm gonna get into the trustbusters later. But yeah, no, uh, the best friends are the best friends. Chuck Taylor has somehow, like I guess through my dream board, manifested like a cult popularity. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm really. I'm really digging it. I'm really <laughs> digging it. But yeah, uh, the anthill, I believe, I'll put that right above the pendulum bomb as one of the moves where I was like, oh shit, we're just, we're just watching, we're just watching late 2000s Chikar and just pulling out the, fi- yeah. all right. What was the, the oh word. god, I want someone to bring back, what was it, the, I think it was the Batiri whose finisher was like an Alabama slam and then the other one just kicks you in the face on your way down. <laughs> Can't remember if it was the Batiri. It was one of those Chikara teams. Uh, yeah, that that happened. And then Will Ospreay just showed up this week and said, hey, do you mind if I fuck shit up for about 30 minutes? Okay. You mean every Will Ospreay match? Mm-hmm. So, Ch- like, so, you know how in D&D you, like, can, you can, like, you know, redistribute points for attributes? Will Ospreay dumped int... But he, like, really went hard on strength, charisma, and dexterity, and constitution. He also dumped wisdom. But <laughs> he, it's, it's, um, he what? maxed dexterity, and he's fucking close on strength with some of the bullshit he's pulling. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, uh, whatever, like, stat makes your face not look punchable, he was like, no, no, no it's alright. I'm fine walking around with this face. Just let me do everything yep. else. The fucking, Sorry. when Pac did or pack did the deadlift german and then he holds onto the ropes and then phoenix just runs the ropes kicks osprey in the face and then he completes the german so good oh yeah i don't know if you know this but yeah everyone involved in that match good Mm -hmm. i like that aussie open is getting their exposure did they come out with the new japan strong tag titles uh yes i believe so sick all right I know they this had a belt, all- and then Osprey had uh, well one of the belts because he lost the Rev Pro one this weekend, I believe. Correct. Yeah, they finally uh. gave it to an actual like full British pro wrestler. Uh, is he? I think he's still the U.S. champion. I don't know if he ever got it back from Rock Hard Juice Robinson, but <laughs> I love that he's in Bullet Club now because it's so weird. Oh I shit. Mean- I mean, it, it's, it makes sense, because all his personality was was just a, a, an association away from Bullet Club, because he was already weird and foreign, and that's like two out of the three qualifiers to be in Bullet Club. He's one of the boys. <laughs> He's your boy. Yeah. He's po- you love those boys. <laughs> I love them boys. <laughs> Gather up all my boys for me. Put yeah. them in a line. I want to see my boys. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, no, it is... It, it 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 has been fantastic so far. I'm I'm very excited for House of Black versus. Uh, I'm not really that excited for Dark Order. I haven't soured on Dark Order, but but at this point, all of their trios matches are kind of the same. They're like, like the ACDC. It's like they're all the same. It's all them songs are the same, but it's a good fucking song when they play it. It, it, it really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you thinking so, but, we're going to see uh, a hangman joining them during it? I I had a greater hope of the House of Black winning, but that's just because I dig Malachi Black so fucking much. Yeah. I, I mean, like, we saw it at Revolution. Like, that flag came down and the whole crowd was like, all right, let's go, baby. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. That's because I, I explained it to the girl I'm dating. I was like, <laughs> so there's one guy who leads it like a like an 
evil cult and through sheer presentation and like his ability to speak everyone collectively was like no that guy's really fucking cool <laughs> like yeah. that was that was all it took. before like he barely wrestled he just talked and like looked <laughs> lo- had an occult motif to it like like it was just like no 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 he's he's awesome he is awesome mm-hmm. that's all it took <laughs> oh big mike brings up malachi's fighting uh kid bandit next month so fuck yeah get it kid that's gonna hey. be a good match um, yeah, get kicked, get kicked in the face and die. <laughs> get kicked so and hard. die immediately. Die immediately. Get get kicked. So it's gonna be like uh, Scott Pilgrim. He's gonna kick the Technicolor out of Kid Bandit's hair. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's gonna be good. I I where are you guys thinking? I'm going Dark Order versus Elite with the Elite taking it in the finals. Uh. uh. Does if, anyone if, not have the elite? In the winning? Final? No, no, no. There's no. no, no it's there's the no world. It's the elite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless just, they're like, oh although, no, we want the we want the undisputed. In which case, I'm going to be like, can we get Adam Cole to do something, anything else with his life? Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would love to see like undisputed get like a, a surprise well, kind of win over the elite. Is there? Well, tr- you know. Yeah, so you say they can't wrestle right now. I mean, Bobby. I no, not Bobby. Oh. Kyle's out. Well, that's right. What happened with Kyle? I don't know, but I adored I when yeah. they turned on the Bucks and probably one of the weirder segments in AEW history where Kyle yeah. just kind of like hits Matt in the back of the head and is like, that's it. I'm a fucking post now. That is all I can do. Uh, and I don't that think is. Cole is cleared either. I think that's going to yeah. be their first feud, probably first, headed into yeah. full gear. Feud. Yeah. Because uh, like the fucking... Uh, United Empire versus Elite. That's just gonna. You're right. That's gonna. Good. That's gonna set up the Kenny. Uh, Kenny Osprey feud. Yep. Um, Which which will be very good. Which Um, will be very good. Yeah, that's probably. It'll probably. Yeah, it's it's probably like you said. If if Hangman is gonna be with the Dark Order, then that's how it's gonna. And then it'll probably end in like a handshake and like everybody making up. And who knows? Maybe Dark Order will turn heel again, and I can find a reason for them to be interesting. Oh, they oh, take a. Oh, what if they turn on it, Hanger? God, no, that would suck. Oh. But it, what if that happened? If that uh, that would be the way. I mean, that honestly, would give, and it would it, that it, would it, be it, able to get you Dark Order over as a heel. And also, easel. it would just uh, like it's not like it would be a. Why did they turn heel? No, it's pretty obvious. They supported Hangman. They did everything for him. He became champion, and then. They got left behind, like fully. He abandoned his boys, so like it makes yep. sense. Well, they Just, can see it like that. It was more that he made reconcile. He reconciled with like he turned down the Bucks' offer. Yeah, like, clearly he was with them. But I think I think the yeah. the heel bit will be like you turned on us when like the actuality is like oh good I got I have all of my friends and it's like when you introduce one friend group to another friend group and they don't get along. It's like it doesn't oh. work. Uh, Blake, you want to get into your first story because I'm very excited about this. Oh yeah, so um, I've got I've been pulling up some information. Um, as y'all may or may not know, AEW Fight Forever has had some updates. They've had some uh, live gameplay footage out. Um, people have been uh, playtesting it, um, and uh, yeah, because they're doing. I think this was their big debut week at Gamescom, I believe. Yes, um, they had a lot of people. I've seen a lot of posts on Reddit um, mm-hmm. for people playing it at Gamescon, and like I really enjoy the style of it. I think it's like it's very stylized. I, yeah, 
Yes, it's a very SmackDown versus Raw, like, N64 era uh, wrestling game-esque. Yeah. So, I it's hard for me to actually even describe what's different about it, but it is almost like they are just in a box, and they are kind of all sliding at each other when they hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a thing, and then um, my favorite thing I've seen out of it, because I'm a five-year-old, is the fact that there are Pokemon Stadium-esque mini-games that exist in yes. this I I love the fact that there are just because it does it, it does bring me back to Pokemon Stadium and it's like I fucking love these mini games. I played the mini games more than I played the actual fucking game when I was a kid. All right, what if okay, the Metapod one where you have to harden to stop a uh, rock from falling on your head except it's Wardlow's yes. bicep and you have to flex as the rock hits it or else you'll fall down. And the name of the game is called Muscle Tits. Exactly. That's exactly it. The only gripe I I have seen, well, obviously people are like, WWE's games have very good graphics. Gameplay's a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> but like, it, that's what people are comparing it to. And I don't know. Do you remember the last 2K one with the hair that wasn't really <laughs> hair? And yeah. I feel like we're, I feel like we're rose-colored glassing this a little bit, guys. Yeah. There was a reason that we never switched away from 2K19. See, like, the oh yeah, can we, can we, can we do, can we do D- JWF and fight forever? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That might do it. Uh, The only one I do have an issue with, and let me see if I can get an image and I can send it in the in in the chat here somewhere, is the Adam Cole model where he has an eight head. It's not even a five head. Like, this thing is pronounced on this boy. The Kenny one looks okay. It's obviously, like, stylized, but the Adam Cole one is bad. I'm watching a match between Adam Cole and Kenny Omega right now on one of the videos that I pulled up. Somebody, okay, hold on. I need. I oh, do need to I find. figured out what the problem is. They put his eyes too far down. Yeah, his eyes are too far and uh-huh. too close. I think. Uh, I, God, Twitter comments are just yeah. Cancer. Don't no, don't fucking comment read Twitter. Sections are cancer. Don't read Twitter. It's What's horrible. wrong with you? Um, I'm just going through because I got a lot of Twitter videos on this game um, because it's just. The moves look very crisp. I did have one where CM Punk was chopping uh, Paul White. Yeah. And it did, like, Punk was just doing, the the guy was only playing with one hand. So, like, just pressing the same yeah. button Somebody over and over again. Somebody said they got CM Punk doing Tekken combos in this game. <laughs> he was just doing spin slaps. <laughs> that was it. And Paul White was no-selling him. Uh, well, yeah, it's Paul White. Uh, so, on the... Uh, somebody did ask on that uh, on that comment thread, which button do you press to make Paul White turn heel and babyface? <laughs> I, I, I assume that was a... Uh, I, I assume that was a coin flip minigame in between yeah, matches. Exactly. <laughs> is he heel or face? You gotta guess. Is he gonna be a heel or is he gonna be a babyface? Uh, well, on to my story, and it's less of a story and more of a, the reason why we're kind of talking about WWE more. Uh, Triple H got control because Vince McMahon was a real naughty boy <laughs> and did some bad, bad things. And the company you say that and- like before he had done <laughs> just a shit ton of bad, bad things. It's just we eventually s- hit. We had finally hit critical mass. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> which is buck fucking wild for me to think of like that was that was it that was the line that was the oh, line wait, you fucked with you fucked with the shareholders i get this it. wouldn't even take him trump out of the presidency and yet it took vince <laughs> out of wwe uh so yeah. triple h has taken over and he has promptly said uh yeah you guys remember everything vince has been doing uh fuck all of that i'm not doing any of that anymore and hey been- do you guys do you guys remember black and gold nxt yeah, just the whole thing. Just now, the whole thing. Yeah, now that's going to be all of it now. Uh, it started... Hey, uh, you... Y'all remember Johnny Gargano? He's back. Oh, I'm so happy for him. Uh, I mean, that's one of those things that, like, obviously the super AEW fanboys are like, no, we wanted Johnny. It's like, we don't need Johnny Gargano. And also, Johnny is so kid-friendly that he'll do amazing and does same thing with like when Cody went over there, like fuck Cody. But like, you know, I'm like that, that fits better with that product. Both of them made the right choice with going to or staying with WWE, honestly, because that's the, that is the way that I feel too, Scotty, to your point. Mm -hmm. Like, because fucking AEW is so stacked right now. Their mid card could be a good main event card anywhere in the world. Like that is this that is the thing about how stacked AEW's roster is right now with just personality and talent. And it's hard enough for them to get people to keep people happy yeah exactly so like no that's okay well, johnny made the right decision well let's see we started at SummerSlam. you had bailey dakota kai and eo sky all coming out and i don't mind the eo sky name change i think it's kind of pretty fucking dope and with like the all caps it's, and all that yeah it's still eo too so it's like you get to keep the spelling changes but you get to keep the familiarity yeah yo um, <laughs> it's uh All right. they're like if cyberpunk 2077 were uh was good and also just a powerful woman group i love them so much uh carrion cross and scarlet returned okay there we go <laughs> and th- see that would have been uh, a whole story in the old version of fight voice um yeah there are there are some, like there's some there are some opinions on that one yeah uh, that's all we'll say uh i'll shockingly am adoring what they're doing with dexter loomis right now i'm adoring this weird little man just showing up to shows and trying to kidnap people i mean <laughs> Uh, and, um, I mean, fuck, I never thought that I would see someone like Shawn Michaels in such a high position in WWE. Oh, yeah. But it really I mean, is just uh, like... Uh, do, do you not remember the 90s? He is getting all his boys together. Yeah, the only one... I don't mind most of them. Uh, Road Dog coming back does give me pause, because all yeah. weekend... Oh, I don't know... you didn't know? No. <laughs> All weekend, for some reason, my YouTube shorts have been recommending me like this old shoot interview with him, and he's fucked up the entire time. There's a moment where he was like, "Yeah, about that man. Um, got a sorry, my somas are kicking in. You just gotta give yep. me a minute." <laughs> okay, um, now listen, I am going to bring the Sopranos up again, but fucking. Um, <laughs> So there's such a thing as a uh, like a no work kind of job when you're running a racket, and I'm still believing wholeheartedly that WWE is a racket rife with corruption. We just like the guy that's in charge because he'll do good wrestling. Yeah. And you know what? As long as Road Dog just gets to sit in the corner, maybe that's what's best. I mean, he, did did he have any like iconic segments that really would have? popped off i can't really think of any that would have stuck out to me 
What do you, wait, what, what do you mean? Like, like stuff he had um, written or, or worked on or been an agent for. I remember him being on some stinkers, but nothing else. Yeah. I don't, I don't know too much about his production history, unfortunately. Yeah, but, uh, oh, I do enjoy how, once again, WWE is no longer treating us like we're stupid because that NXT segment with uh, Index you, reuniting only for him to just be like, I love you. I gotta go, and then he walks out the door, and the police immediately arrest Dexter Lumis and drag him away. It was so good. Oh my god. I, I really do, because I've been keeping up with the highlights. I think I'm finally gonna do it. No, wait, I can't do it, because I'm in a show right now, and I'm rehearsing. But when that show is over, I'm gonna watch Raw. Yeah, um, actually, there's uh, we're going to do a question of the week that'll turn us around a little bit later. Um, also, weirder thing, which I guess we kind of already knew, Michael Cole is really good at his job when he doesn't have a senile yeah. old man screaming in his ear the entire time. 100%. He is, like, at hey, Blake, this point, the Blake, most... Hey, Blake, Blake, is it hard to talk Blake. right now while I'm doing this <laughs> into your ear? <laughs> Hey, no, Scotty, quit. Scotty, you need to, you need to, no, you need to push the Viagra. The best, push the commercials. The best part about this is seeing, because Dylan's webcam is broken, is seeing the Chuck Taylor with a beer in his hand in between the two of us <laughs> screaming in Vince McMahon voice. Oh. Uh, but yeah, a bold future for the world of WWE. I'm honestly very excited. Yeah. I will say back to Michael Cole for a second. It's like, I didn't really know what Michael Cole could do until fucking Beast in the East and however long ago that oh, was. Yeah. Like yeah. 20, 15, 16, whatever. 16. Um, 16. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, he's a good fucking play-by-play guy. Oh, he's really good. Fucking thug. Like, he's, um, at this point, he is one of, if not the longest, like, I think, tenured yeah, I think he's more tenured than JR. Guys. I think he is because, like, in terms of just like the length of title reigns, not number of title reigns. Yeah, exactly. The ma- he he went on for a very long time, and now that he doesn't have someone screaming in his ear, like I think Xavier Woods brought up like Impact Wrestling Tag Team Championships a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. during a Sami Zayn match, which Michael Cole used to be insufferable during those matches. He talked about El fucking Generico. I'm like, let's go, boys. Yeah, we got to the point like. We got to the point where I'm. I really wish that things could be a little bit better between the relationship between AEW and WWE from what we're seeing right now. I think we'll get there. To be honest with you, I think we will. Yeah, like I, I agree. Like I think that that might that is something that could happen now. Which if you told me that two months ago, I would have fucking laughed in your face. Yeah, this is some of the best time for wrestling over the last few years. I don't know. I feel like the right after All Out last year was still a very magical time in from the punk return forward for me. And I guess it is because of the bias, but like yeah, that was a magic no, time for me. I'm I'm saying from fucking the founding of AEW on, we just had complete like upheaval after upheaval after upheaval. Mm-hmm. Uh, consistently you, you guys remember the fact that that whole thing with mjf is like four months ago like that's yeah exactly <laughs> that's how right? that's how buck wild this is it's just like oh yeah no that was only a couple of months ago fuck <laughs> you want to talk we're way beyond that at this point we don't have to talk yeah. about that uh but what i do need to talk about is who are we tweeting this week d 
You should you should tweet at Chuck Taylor and just let him know what's happening. Just screenshot what's going on right now and and tweet it to him. Yo, tell him ha- tell him thank you for guest hosting. <laughs> I now just put two and two together about what you meant by that. That's very good. Uh, yep. Yo, at sexy Chucky T. Thanks for guest hosting the show. Hashtag Dustwatch 2022 at this point. And while I do this, um, let's see. Dylan, you want to get into your into your the next story? Sure, sure. So <clears throat> as you may or may not know, uh New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom are holding a cross-promotional uh show this November. Uh as part of the build-up to that, um, since you know they're both owned by Bougie Road. Uh, there has been an announcement for the creation of the IWGP Women's Championship. It is a 16-woman tournament uh, starting in October, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, one half of the one, basically one brackets international, one brackets you know domestic right. final during that show. Um, there is rumblings that, due to their connection to stardom. Uh, that Jamie Hayter and Tony Stallorm could potentially be in the international bracket, especially because yes. that that is being held in London. Uh, oh hell oh. yeah! And also, nice. like that's just already an ongoing feud in AEW, so it fits perfectly. Yeah, so that's that's happening. Uh, very, very excited about that. The title itself, I don't, I I don't have a link to send you, but maybe Google it. Mm-hmm. It looks uh. You can, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the uh, the linear the linear like evolution of the IWGP Championships, but they appear to have taken a lot of inspiration from like the second version. Yeah, that's uh, what this, I've seen. For, yeah, for this one, and I'm I'm like super stoked about that. I was like, hell yeah, hell mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know how this plays into the whole like hierarchy of championships because like Bushi Rhodes fucking. Not as bad as AEW in the last in the last <laughs> yeah. year. AEW is like three oh. more championships, and we're like, "What? Yeah. Holy oh. shit!" God, I'm waiting for the women's tag titles to come out in like December, and everyone be- clip this for that exact moment when it happens in December, and Dylan is right about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, if not, yeah, they'll bring I, back the uh, those weird medallions they had. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The tag medals, oh, yeah, yeah you, yeah, you you know, you know, the thing that was going to mean something before um, <laughs> Evilise fucked up. <laughs> now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. You have fucked yeah. up now. It is, uh, but yeah, that's you know, good things are happening. Uh, stardom, you know, is is becoming a, just a giant force. In mm-hmm. Japan and then internationally, thanks to Bushi Road's exposure. Kevin Kelly was talking about how he wants to get English commentary on there, get him and Chris Charleston in on that uh, as well. Yeah. He also wants filthy Tom Lawler on commentary. Apparently, Tom did some commentary during uh, the G1 that went really well. So, like, happy for him. But there is nothing in my life that would be more surreal than Kevin Kelly and Tom Lawler calling a Joshi <laughs> match. I would so I would be like, go back five years and tell someone this. They, they'd have you institutionalized. I can't, I don't th- I don't know if it was Kevin Kelly. I think it was, but um, it was when ROH did a crossover with like GCW for something and they had 
Kevin Gill, the GCW commentator, and Kevin Kelly on commentary, and everyone was like, this is the weirdest dichotomy, because you've got Kevin Kelly, who's like, these two athletes in this phenomenal sport are performing to the best of their ability, and then you cut to Kevin Gill, who's like, yo, I saw Joey Janela drinking a Four loco outside the ring before <laughs> early in the night. This dude's fucking crazy. Jesus. Uh, but uh, speaking of... You know what? Uh, speaking oh, of by fuck, the way... Oh. By the way, on a completely separate, speaking of Joey Janela, Joey Janela wrestled in DDT recently, and he uh, did a a barefoot diving foot stomp into Legos. That's just good. To, oh, that's just oh. to let you know, just to oh. let you know where Joey Janela's at in his life. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Edge did a Canadian destroyer, and I'm like, yeah, fucking obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, obviously mm-hmm. he's Canadian. It's his birthright. Exactly. Uh, so you know, in New Japan doing f- a lot better, doing phenomenal. AEW doing great. WWE doing great. Uh, let's check in with oh, the God. NWA. Who's main eventing their next show? Oh, the Funkasaurus oh. <laughs> appears to be cool, main eventing. Cool. cool. <laughs> I have not seen Tyrus in a a long time. What has he been doing? He has been on Fox News getting fired for sexual misconduct allegations. How bad does your sex conduct have to be to get fired from Fox News? <laughs> exactly. Apparently not bad enough for Billy Corgan to turn on you at this point. Um, let's see. The former WWE star's past is well documented. This is an article from Wrestling Inc., including accusations of sexual harassment. But that has not stopped Billy Corgan from continuing to believe in the wrestler, author, and Fox News contributor. He explains why Tyrus, he finds Tyrus so valuable, whereas others may not. People try to quantify his talent. How can you? He appears on television three times a week in front of over two million people. He's a best-selling author. People want to talk about him as a pro wrestler, which he's great at that, in my opinion. So it's no, he's not. No, he's not. You already (laughs) lied to me. (laughs) You've already lied. Uh, But he was bringing up the fact that, like, you know, Matt Cardona did great for them because of the fact that he has built his own brand. Same for Mickey James. And he's like, and you know what brand? I want to tie my fucking ship to now. Tyrus. I want the Funkasaurus in there, baby. I I just don't understand how. God. Listen, listen. Billy, some, I feel bad for Billy Corgan just you because that's how desperate people, he is. You shouldn't because some people just don't want to succeed, Blake. Okay? <laughs> some people just don't want to succeed. Mm-hmm. I, yep. It's, it is his lot in life to attach himself to failing wrestling companies, isn't it? Yeah, uh, apparently, um, apparently, in addition to this, Nick Aldis, who was apparently supposed to be in that main event spot, he was set to face Trevor Murdoch for the title because that's Nick Aldis's belt at this point. Yeah. Uh, I feel sorry for anyone else who holds it, but it's Nick Aldis's belt. Um, and so he announced it on Busted Open Radio. He was like, oh, I've been replaced. They took me out. They put Tyrus in and Billy Corgan accused Aldis of playing politics. And he just was like, what I could not understand is this vague justification. Someone explain it to me. If you own the company, it's yours. How can someone else be politicking against you? 
It's that's not politics. That's just depression. I'm not in the good space right now. I got replaced by a Funkasaurus. So yes, I'm going to bring it up on Busted Open Radio. Uh, you know that does remind me of. Um, by the way, who else is in that? There had to be someone, anyone else that was a better person to wrestle against. Like, there had to be somebody younger, more talented. I am currently on the NWA. Tim Storm? Tim Storm. Give Tim Storm the belt again. I'm on the NWA roster page right now. I'm going to close my eyes, scroll up and down, and just move the mouse about. Tell me to stop, and I guarantee I will stop on someone who's a better opponent. And now. Uh, Marche Rocket? Don't know who they are, but I can guarantee they are better <laughs> than Tyrus. Actually, I was very <laughs> close to stopping on Matt Cardona, which I don't think also he's, true. I don't think he's cleared, but yeah, absolutely. I'd argue Matt was the first person since Nick to have taken that belt and me go like, okay, yeah, they're holding oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. I love how much I hate that fucking <sighs> guy. All right, Blakey yeah. T, you want to get into your story? Uh, you know what? Why don't we get into my story and, yeah, because this is going to be... Yours is fun. A lot more fun than mine. It also has to do with, um, my baby face for the week, so it's kind of going to be a double team there. Um... Ha! (laughs) Fucking... Y'all... Y'all know we love the acclaimed. Everybody love loves the acclaimed. the acclaimed. I love the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. And I love fucking Anthony Bowens trying to get the forbidden shirt made. <laughs> Surely oh. they put out something worse than scissor me daddy ass on a yeah, shirt. Yes. Like they had to have made something think- worse. I would think so. Of course, the shirts. He wants it to say "Scissor Me, Daddy Ass," but nobody wants to. Nobody wants to do it for some strange reason. Is it because it says it doesn't even say ass? It's a asterisk asterisk. It's such a good. It's, that's such a good storyline. I that's, love. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of this shirt. I want to see this fucking shirt made. Hold on. Wait a minute. They made that shirt that has Cody's face on it. That looks like a pizza <laughs> to <laughs> taunt Shaq, and they won't make scissor me daddy ass. Scissor me daddy. Why? Uh, why qu- won't we question. do this? I- can can I buy the can I buy the acclaimed basketball jersey yet? They have a Bowens football jersey. Do they have the? I don't know if you can or not. I went to. Um, God damn it! I went to God Ross. I went it. to Ross Dress for Less because that's where I'm at in life, and uh, they <laughs> did have a pink baseball jersey that I was like, "Yeah, I'll pick that up." Like black with a pink like logo on it. I'm like, "Yeah, I'll fucking do yeah. that. Yeah, Let's yeah, go, okay, baby." Okay. All right, but uh, I don't see the. Um, you, what no, are you I looking don't see for? The basketball jersey. Oh no! On their site. I saw the punk hockey jersey, and if I had money in life, I was very tempted to grab it. 
Oh shit, someone just oh oh someone just brought up something very interesting on Twitter, but I am going to save that after I tell you all about patreon.com slash load of BS, the website where you can support us. You get access to exclusive content. If you're a fan of fun if you're a fan of fun fiction, you get early access to that show. As soon as it is done being edited, you can get it. And then also you get exclusive access to our Discord. So come out, hang out with us, and give us some money at patreon.com slash a load of bs and now it's time to get into the real beef the heels the baby faces the best and the worst of the week shall we start with some heels (laughs) blake's yours is the worst if you just want to start (laughs) off with it yeah yeah. mine is the worst because he's the worst person he's the worst Uh, person Wirtz. Do y'all remember Drake Wirtz? Because I wish I could forget him. Um, <sighs> Formerly this... Deathmatch wrestler Drake Younger. That's yep. all I know him from. Uh, formerly man who referee as a referee in, in, in NXT. Formerly right? Joey Janela's Formerly... bitch. <laughs> Formerly Joey Janela's bitch, but even Joey Janela won't touch that. Victim of a Joey Jan- the most Joey Janela fucking prank I've ever seen. So Drake Wirtz. Um shitty person. Shitty, shitty person who lives in Florida. Sh- I'm sh- sorry, Dylan. Actually, I'm not sorry because of how much you make fun of Alabama. You have Drake Wirtz. <laughs> huh. But <laughs> Drake Wirtz, he he seemed to want to stay in Florida because he was running for fucking a district house state in the Florida State House. State house, not not the one that's important. The state one. Um, I mean, he saw Kane and he was like, "Look, if Kane can do it, I'm down." If Kane can be the problematic mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, I can be the representative of a tiny district somewhere in Florida. I'll be honest; I'm um, real happy that edible didn't hit harder when we were in Gatlinburg, or else we may have paid a <laughs> paid a visit to our old mayor. <laughs> I don't want to know what the uh, what the consequences of of pissing on the mayoral seal of Knox County, Tennessee is. So no, I'm glad you we piss didn't. on a cane mask, set it on fire, and then put it on its front porch, ring the doorbell, oh, run away. Be. Yeah, um, but anyway, Wirtz ran, Wirtz lost for the Republican primary How bad? in this district. How bad? He? Do you want to? Uh, okay, so top three. The person in third place, Wingart, yeah. 9.2%. Drake Wirtz coming in second place, 19.6%. No, uh, that's too high. That number is too high for me. I don't like that. Uh, first place with 71% of the votes, Smith, with almost 10,000 votes. This man should not have garnered the almost 3,000 votes he got. Just Smith? is the. It's just Smith. Just There's Smith. no name. It's just Smith. Yes, I can only assume this is the whitest man you could no, ever encounter. No, that's a write-in. That's a write-in. People are like, I'm not voting for any of these people. Just put Smith on here. Whoever Smith is. Honestly, if this turned out to be one of those stories, like a city elected a dog as its mayor and drank words was who it beat, be so happy about it. He lost. I'm. I feel good. I mean, this was just the Republican primary, so fuck it. Yeah. But I'm glad he lost. I don't give a shit about who the other guy is. I'm just glad he lost. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, By the way, if there was ever a poster child for don't take chair shots to the head, kids, it's Drake Wirtz. Drake Wirtz, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to get into your uh, heel of the week, D? Yeah, so... Uh, if you haven't been watching AEW Dark, then you would have been really confused by the best friend's opponents in the, <laughs> in the trio's tag title tournament. The, uh, uh, the Trust Busters. Who, uh, uh, the only reason I knew who they were was because I, uh, I was going to the AEW music page to listen to AEW music. And for some reason, the Trust Busters theme is already up and on there. And I said, who are <laughs> these people? And I Googled it and they're like... Tony Khan, very high on Trustbusters group, and I'm like, don't know who they are, but I guess I'm gonna be forced to learn. Uh huh. Their song is actually pretty good, so it's okay. Hell yeah. Uh, so Ari Davari, formerly Aria Davari, you know, two hundred five live mm-hmm. brother, mm-hmm. brother, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the entire thing of it is he uh, inherited a trust with right. that money. He like has been accumulating a faction around him. First was Slim J, who dresses like a wannabe rapper from the early 2000s, mm-hmm. and is also ridiculously talented. Like, really, every you'll see it on Reddit too, where everybody's just like the ma- every every match I watch with people, they'll be like, "Who the fuck mm-hmm. is Slim J?" By the end of it, I fucking mm-hmm. love Slim J. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he doesn't wrestle much in the ring. I, I, if you go back on Dark a few weeks, like several weeks ago, he had a couple of singles matches, and they were just good. Like yeah. they were straight up good. So like it's him that then they uh then they uh recruited Parker Boudreaux, who is like flabbier, badly tattooed Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that was the uh, big because he was oh in God. NXT for the longest time, and that was the big line everyone said was he's the next he is the next next big thing. Mm-hmm. He he looks like a giant baby. He like do. He do look <laughs> yeah. like giant baby. He also has a um, uh, Yosemite Sam tattoo, and I can't not see that. It's just right on his right on his right peck. God, that's good. Uh, like, yep, yep, and, yep. Um, and a neck tattoo, just full on, full on. And but he doesn't wear a suit and try to pretend he can run for government, so he's doing better than Cody. Yeah. <laughs> then they recruited so- uh, Sunny Kiss, which I'm glad for just because Sunny Kiss has something to fucking do. So, yes. good there. And then they recently... Do you know who VSK is? I know the name. I, fi- I think I've seen VSK wrestle. Great. He's now their butler. He's Jeeves SK. Oh my god, that's good. What did Where's I say? The, Holy got the, shit, got the, bud. Got the, got the white gloves. Got, like, the, the three-piece suit. Oh, uh, I love so, that so much. Alright, so, so... So, like... I'm of two minds about this group. On on the one hand, they've kind of been pushed pretty hard pretty quickly. People at the the, the, the tapings obviously are just like, why why these guys? Why so fucking much? Right. Uh, so on the one hand, I completely understand. They're gaining go-away heat. On the other hand, with the exception of uh, Boudreaux, who's like a bit green, needs some work, everyone else in that group is solid. Everyone yeah. else in that group is solid. And it's such, I'm a fan of like 
uh, Legion of Doom-esque, just, we're going to throw a bunch of people together that do not look like they should be in the same state. But yes. <laughs> they are a surprisingly... Because, like, you see Ari, Ari Davari, and you're just like, okay, yeah, sure, absolutely. And then you see Slim J, and you're just like, what? And then mm-hmm. Boudreaux comes out behind him, and he's just like, I have so many... Qu-. Then Sunny Kiss, and then JVSK, who was a butler, you're just like... It looks like you just, they look like the League of Creator Wrestlers. That's really <laughs> yes. what the Trustbusters it's, look like. That's and, there's something, fucking... and there's something so endearing because uh, Tony Khan had this thing where he's like, you know what? People also like got on me about the acclaimed a while ago. And like, I was like, that's what, it, that's the vibe yeah, I get. That's it. Where yeah, I'm just vibe. like, this yep. shouldn't. This this isn't something that should work, but I feel like it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were saying something. I just talked. Yeah, over you. no, that's just that's how I feel. Uh, Stokely Hath- Hathaway's Avengers of the mid card is going to end up looking because he's what he recruited Gun Club and then uh, Lee Moriarty. And- Lee is a good a good pull to put correct, with. and 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 then you know the tightest tits in the game. That's right. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Never mind. You're right. Oh, I forgot God. who all was in there. No, that. That's after- his, by the way. I want you to know that's his. That's his Captain America. <laughs> that is. That's the Captain America of the whole thing. Yeah. Lee Moriarty, Spider Man. I think he is. He is. Do you know what I realize the Trustbusters are? It's. It's an episode of Developmentally Unstable that Scotty and I would do for eight hours. <laughs> me, yeah. yeah, secret, secret, the secret come out. Me and Blake actually made the trust busters in WWE 2K19 one night, and then they escaped, and we couldn't stop them as they jumped out the window. They jumped through time and space, too. Yeah. Yes. So, so uh, that's that's where I am. On the whole, on the whole thing. So, like, they're a heel in a way of their heel faction, and like. They're getting slightly overpushed at the beginning. Yeah, but uh, I'm I I have a I have an eye on them. I have I have hope for just because every all the time I was like, okay, so it's going to be these three guys. I said, like, oh no, Sony kisses with them, and I was just like, okay, like Sunny's getting stuff. And then I literally saw the bit with J Jeeves SK before <laughs> I came and did this, and I was just like, this is. Uh, now I gotta uh, talk about them because well, yeah. nothing about this group is cohesive in terms of theme. Yeah, and I think that's that is the one thing that I've learned about AEW is that Tony Khan will not stop trying to find a place for you, but it will take time sometimes, and it'll get weird. <laughs> it'll get <laughs> it'll real get, weird. It'll get real weird. Uh, and if you're not ready in time, he will replace you with the Motor City machine guns on a moment's notice. Don't I won't hesitate, bitch. He's just got Don't a button in his office that hope. says Impact. Yeah, hold on. Don't fucking at me. Yeah. What if still thinks that there's a working relationship and like an ex girlfriend that keeps coming back? <laughs> Listen, if this leads to Tony Khan buying commercial spots on Impact again, yeah. I'm all for it. Uh, also, uh, also, I just want Don Callis back. <laughs> also, uh, he is. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the other thing is, Sanjay could never have been in that match. He's retired. Oh yeah, that's right. His uh, his back and neck are fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, onto my uh, heel of the week, and it's just um fucking the internet in general. Also, I mean, it was about my main boy, so I, anxiety always is going to run high. 
but yeah, after Punk and Moxley's promo uh, last week during what was arguably, I didn't make it my baby face of the week, but that was my favorite episode of Dynamite in a very long time. Like oh, that, yeah. that promo was heated, but uh, things came out about the fact that the hangman reference was not scripted that wasn't in there and everyone was like that's bullshit don't do that to hangman don't say something don't call it coward shit i'm like firstly a lot of people have called it coward shit on tv it's just a pretty appropriate turn of that phrase but secondly punk in that one segment whether you want to hate it or not reminded everyone pretty quickly that hangman page is one of their top five stars which i don't think he had been treated like since uh double or nothing it's literally something that i've seen people complaining about with hangman and it's like to have your like champion returning and calling hangman out before his actual feud i thought it was pretty good i also realized that like punk has his own mind for the business yep and punk is also a real life asshole yeah oh punk is like he is he's trying to do better in life but punk is not a good a great person Yeah, like, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta understand that. It's like, yeah, that's gonna piss people off. Mm -hmm. But I really do think that he had a good intention for this because it's like, it makes, it makes sense, is the thing. But then after, but how hard is it to just, how hard is it to go like, hey, by the way, I'm gonna say this just so you know. Okay, and then go out. How how hard was that? I wonder if he discussed it with like Tony or something and then Tony was like, no, that's not your feud. I'm not, all all Hangman's gonna be doing is this. Like, also, that was like a big, well, doing a WWE comparison is weird, but like that is part of like the wrestling mindset is, why are you bringing up someone that you're not going to be fighting? Why are you setting up a feud that's not going to be happening? So I could understand yeah. why someone might have told him no. But from that, that was the P at the top of the mountain of just the Everest of bullshit of people for the past like week or so being like CM Punk is about to destroy this entire company. It's Hogan 2.0. It's this. It's that. And I'm like. No, <laughs> no, like, and I get it. Like Punk's got a huge ego. Understandable. Mm-hmm. If we needed to cut and run, we could if I'm Tony Khan. But like, I don't think Tony wants to because I think Tony is like gets it. Um, and also, I don't think that all of the half of the shit about Punk that's come out so far is probably true. I highly doubt it. Right. I know he's a dick. Um, but like, I also know that. Tony Khan, for all of his faults, and his drama creating ass, I think he can hold, I think he holds the reins tighter than people give him credit for. Well, that, and then also, like, and I hate to say this, I don't want, I don't care too much about how the sausage gets made. I don't want a lot of people being like, well, this is happening, and and the elite, oh, yeah. and the elite definitely hate these people, and so the company's gonna implode. I'm like... These are the best two episodes of Dynamite I've seen in a very long time. They're still doing yeah. a good fucking job. And if there is still some, like, if you look even back at, like, the Attitude Era, Rock and H hated each other. And that made their yeah. segments a whole lot better. I'm fine with competition in the locker room. I don't think we need to go to Twitter every single step and be like, he was mean about the cowboy. Like, no, dude, it's fine. It's, um- 
It's mostly it's mostly needless. I also think that people don't hate each other as much as they're made out to hate each other. Oh yeah, Tony Tony Shabani Shabani straight up. He was like, uh, a lot of people online are saying it's bad, but let me put it this way: like this is this is nothing. Um, And then someone said Tony was in WCW in the year two thousand. This is probably calm for him. It's like he knows what shit is. He knows what drama's like. If he says this is nothing, which is funny because I saw people on Reddit trying to spin it as like, oh, well, that just means that he's not gonna think this is or he's on punk side or something like that because that's the thing is ftr came out as well and we're like oh look at punk he seems so unhappy right and then even and then it's like yeah but that's your boy you're gonna defend him listen Uh, the only thing that tony shivani needs right now is a haircut no look let tony (laughs) to all tony shivani needs right now is a pina colada that's all that boy needs that's great he can drink it in the barber's chair (laughs) that man has a middle-aged mullet it's not no he's he's taking uh lessons from cash on it the other one that came out was like well he also got colt like moved over to roh i'm like okay so he didn't get him fired and he, no, got he tried him. to get him fired. Remember, the Bucks had to come out he, and vouch for Colt, so Colt, Colt kept the, a contract. The Bucks did, yeah, they did have that bit where they came out, which is, you know, good on the Bucks. I get that. Um, I get that Cabana's not had the most, like, illustrious career in AEW. Well, he's also um, had some, like, issues come out. He's had some issues. Yeah. We all know about that when he um, was like, oh. I, let me play this same slur five times in a row while I'm like, I didn't say that. <laughs> That also I, came out I, again no. recently. Uh, someone on Twitter was like, oh, Punk's getting heat for hating Cabana. Go, Queen, do your work. I'm like, yes, I love you. No, guys, I just built a dam in the Netherlands. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's get into our baby faces of the week. Um, God, it's really hard. to. I'll, I'll, uh, this is a good lead in. So my baby faces of the week are the men who uh, really fucking decided to go out there and put in some enthralling ass television last week in the form of CM Punk and uh, John Moxley, who Moxley, I think, is my current favorite wrestler, not my favorite overall of all time. I'm not taking him from you, Blake. He can stay. No, I'm saying thank you. This is for his year. It. This is his yes. full on. Absolutely, this is his year. Um, I think. Like, I wouldn't mind if Punk kept the title. We're gonna get into that as we discuss this a little bit more. But like, those two have such fire towards one another, and then also interestingly and they're two like they are two amazing promos. One of my favorite things about Box is he's one of the best promos. Ever one of the best promos around all like right now. Him and CM Punk together. Mm. It was very good. It was so it was so good. And what I love is before he left for rehab and a little bit afterwards, we kind of had this weird thing of oh, wait a minute. Moxley's just playing heel, but no one realizes it yet, which is kind of what Punk's doing as well, which is, oh, he's just a bad guy. We're waiting for the other shoe to drop or something like that. And then when Danielson was like, we should team up, we were all like, oh, this is when he becomes a bad guy. The opposite is true. They made each other better. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Fucking Blackpool Combat Club is all baby faces in my mind, and I think a lot of people's minds right now, but also... It's and it's one of those things where it's like you are a, 
a baby face just because of your situation, not because your character has changed. That's always Mox's best yes. kind of baby face stuff. But even so, Mox is like chaotic neutral at best. I, I always categorize punk as like lawful evil. Yeah, I listened to uh, him on the sessions before Forbidden Door while I was at the gym the other day. And he was like, when we created Blackpool Combat Club, as it went on, this is like our last gift to William Regal is the fact that we are not the Blackpool Combat Club. That is a stamp of approval that you get. It's like being in the Heart Dungeon, which I love that because that leads into the Jericho feud really well. But he's like, that's what we want is this like it, it legitimizes you if you get accepted by this group. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's so good. Um, anyways, so, yeah, that segment was absolutely phenomenal. I love both of those performers so much, uh, no. which is why it's very unfortunate what happened yep. this week. Uh, um, really? Really quick though how oh, heel of the week interim interim championships yeah but how do you feel how upset do you feel that triple h is right now that regal is in such a position that he is unattainable for him god regal rules right now same thing with I adam fucking cole love him right now I, th- I think those are adam cole triple h and then swerve are the three that it's like damn it why'd we lose those because that's the one team i didn't bring up earlier was yep. hit row hit row came back yep. but they don't exactly have it's not fully hit row is it <laughs> they're missing the hit <laughs> that's just the row <laughs> yeah uh, but as i was saying unfortunate that this week uh they had their match it got moved up which uh i'm sure we were all like why would you move up the biggest match in this company's history why would you do this this is money for the yeah. pay-per-view well we found and out it was it was a good reason uh because and i'm sure we will never get the full story here because yeah. they- and i go on hey can i just say Okay with it. I don't hate it. As a ma- as a massive fan of CM Punk, as someone who flew to Chicago just on a rumor of him returning. No, I feel like this was it. This was the best way to do it. Uh so the logic so they had their match. It was only about five minutes long this week. Uh Punk turned to hit a roundhouse and just immediately dropped clutching his leg. Uh that's what Sean Ross Sapp actually pointed out earlier, is that it was not the foot that he kicked with that got injured because I was like, that's weird. It's the foot that he twisted on. So as he twisted to yep. get momentum for the kick, it just hurt him. He dropped immediately. And then John Moxley, the ravenous dog he is, did what John Moxley does to Death Riders, which I appreciated that respect of I'm not yep. going to hit one. I'm going to hit two. That way it's it mm-hmm. seems valid and then pinned him. Uh, And I believe what we kind of come up with is, oh, Punk's a lot more injured than we thought. Uh Oh, (laughs) yeah, it's it's so like it's to the point where it's like you're not sure if he thought he was able to come back or if you thought that he just re-injured himself or if they had an agreement. Right. You know, we had this thing we got going on here. And you know what? If uh, if I do this thing, then, you know, you need to do this thing. And you know what? Show me the respect. Well, I mean, the me thing is, how hard is it to chance. just vacate a title and be like, when they come back, they're number one contender? How hard is that? Why I, did we have to put ourselves in this? We're doing it again. We're doing it again. I don't I get a mind sweet it. four-way match out of it, but this is a bad, bad idea. I don't, I don't hate it. 
I, Hold on, no, I'm, Blake, shut the fuck up. It. Blake, shut the fuck up. Dylan just said a match with Britt Baker, and it's going to be sweet. Let's fucking go, boys. Um, yeah, no, I do agree with Dylan. No, I, no, I get, like, the, it, the idea of an interim championship in general in the, the Mox uh, Punk situation. I get it. I, I think it depends on the uh, length and severity of the injury, which with Punk, it was assumedly just like a foot injury which wouldn't take you like i said if it's only like a pay-per-view cycle that's fine i'm waiting to see what rosa's injury is because that was heartbreaking god that was so rosa was crying she was upset i was like this sucks to see um but i think an interim champion is okay if the real champion will be back soon and i think that's kind of what tony was thinking as well in this situation and then punk was like i won't because he said it a couple of weeks ago i won't be cleared until like full gear or maybe even later and at that point it's like no you need a champion and i don't mind it storytelling wise because like we've said punk is a an asshole and be very egotistical it wouldn't make sense for his character who has a lot of clout backstage and influence with mm-hmm. the man who is a character in AEW, Tony Khan, to just say, uh, I'll be out a couple of weeks. It makes more sense for him to come back after Moxley keeps saying, I'm not the interim champion. I'm the real champion. I'm not interim. Fuck interim. Like, it makes sense for him to come back and egotistically be like, really? Test yourself against me. And he did. And then Punk got put down. Uh, That's what I'm really enjoying about a lot of AEW storylines lately is they are not strictly by the book and they're playing with a lot of real life stories. And do you know what it means? What I want to happen more than anything right now. Hello, this is Dan Housen, apparently, as I've tried to do. Um, (laughs) Tis I, the new interim AEW women's champion. I will be your interim women's champion. I don't care. Um, no, it's that uh, it gets me to the match that I want again because I want, and I, I do understand. I don't like it being a short reign or not, but I want Brian Danielson. Oh, and to Mox come in and say, "Hey, Mox, you're champion now." We're like brothers in this thing right here. We've shared our blood. <laughs> you understand? But I am going to kick your fucking head in right fucking now. You understand what's going to happen actually in that segment, which is William Regal's going to walk over, slap him in the face, and be like, fucking stop. We got to focus up right now, you piece of shit. <laughs> Quit it. <laughs> oh, I would love if he did that and Brian was like, Focus on what? He's got the champion. You did it once. You couldn't beat the cowboy. And now you expect to beat Muxley. All right. I see how it is. I did it. (laughs) That is also one of my favorite moments. You're the third best guy in your group, which is a reoccurring (laughs) theme in your career. (laughs) Just tearing. And everyone was like, he buried him in that promo. I'm like, yeah, so he could beat him the next week. Uh, also, I yep. do really hope that um, my precious little twink joins the Blackpool Combat Club at this point. <laughs> I'm so I love Daniel Garcia, and for some reason, the entire LGBTQ side of wrestling Twitter has also adapt adopted Daniel Garcia. Him and uh, him and Ricky Ricky Starks, both of them, <laughs> they belong to I, us. Uh, my my my. My favorite thing about Daniel Garcia is that if you watch 
Isaiah Cassidy's uh, video. It, 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 there's a couple. Of, he, he the running theme it, is Daniel Garcia is is welcome at all uh, all barbecues. Uh, <laughs> That's oh, true. Just, uh, Daniel Garcia is just out there like singing and shit. And I'm just like Daniel Garcia, at, like like appears to be somebody that just quietly sits in the corner until he murders someone. But he's out there like wiling out and shit. Daniel Garcia is the first wrestler who I think could very legitimately in a promo say. You're talking mad shit for a man within kissing distance, and I would be intimidated <laughs> by it. Be like, yep. Fuck yeah, go, baby. Uh, JV says, God, There was I that d- bit where he tried to kiss his homies before, <laughs> before Blood and Guts. <laughs> JV says, I need Danny Garcia to just have a good dad at this point. Yep. He does. Garcia he has is- two good dads. <laughs> They're from Canada. <laughs> Daniel Garcia is the person that would offer you a hug, and then once you're in the hug with him, you just kind of want to keep holding on for an awkwardly long amount of time. He'd give you like a light kiss on the collarbone and then back away. And then you go back in for another one. Just just leans in. You smell good. Is that that a new shampoo? Yeah, thank you, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> thank you, Daniel. It's a, it's a new oh, God. Thank you. All right. I don't think I've um, ever used the word pleasantly uncomfortable before, but that's how it would be hugging Daniel Garcia. <laughs> Daniel Garcia, yes. <laughs> All right, Blake. Do you want to get into your baby face? Uh, my baby Blake, face. Blake, Blake, quick, quick question. Hey, Blake. Uh, listen, yeah. yo, yo, yeah. listen, yo, Blake. Wow. Blake, did you know that everyone loves the acclaimed? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Dylan, I had the sneaking suspicion. You that sniped it. You sniped it from D. Oh, that's why I did the intro. All right, you can only. Yep. <laughs> there you go. I didn't um, think I had to write it in there for the fifteenth straight week, <laughs> but apparently I got to start doing that shit again. Everyone loves the acclaimed, um, including Billy Gunn again. Fuck. I okay. love the acclaimed more than my own children. <laughs> so, before, my before, kids before, are doing this. No. I love these two rap boys better. Now, Dylan, before the show, was talking about like explaining to his girlfriend wrestling. Did you sit her down and be like, okay, now you see this is a very emotional resolution in this storyline where these this very old blonde man with spaghetti hair and this <laughs> young no, gay I man. No, I didn't get around <laughs> to the to the to the the dad mance. Is that like the is that the generational bromance? Yes, that that the acclaimed and Billy Gunn have. That I was also get around last that. week. Shit, that was such a good episode. Fuck. Yeah, yeah go, go get- shop that out to the Wrestle Babies. What are we calling this? A dad man? <laughs> this is Dilfy Gun. It's it's weird how like emotionally resonant this whole storyline has been. Like the first the initial betrayal where he won't scissor them, daddy ass, and then finally they save him because despite everything, they're good people and they trust that Billy Gunn's a good person too. And then he proves it by scissoring them. And it's just like I had never thought that I would cheer so much for scissoring. It's okay. I never thought I'd cheer Billy Gunn. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sucks when he wrestled this oh, week. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Yo ass better scissor somebody. somebody. <laughs> That's why Road Dog was trying to get in there. He wanted in on that. Yeah. He saw. All right. Well, now on to the main event of the evening. 
Dylan, who's your baby face? I wonder. Did something happen Are last week? Are you ready week? for this? <laughs> I... Uh, it was when they started reading off the list of the... It uh, was held a, it, frankly, ridiculous amount of championships. It was the look on Justin Roberts' face. He sold it so perfectly because he immediately went into the... And now... Noise. <laughs> Oh my god. I also like they're adjusting the North Carolina thing to now also be like a cheap pop for the city <laughs> as city at hand. While he commonly <laughs> uses the airport in North, North Carolina. Carolina, his favorite candy bar is the Charleston, Charleston Chew. Chew. <laughs> Fucking love everything of everything about Don it's Callis just, is back. I missed Don Callis. I'm yeah, the only god. person. I mean you mean I no, I am uh, my enjoyment of Don Callis is making up for the collective kayfabe hatred of Don Callis from mm -hmm. the announce booth, with the exception of Taz. Don Callis and Taz are cool, despite ECW, which really feels like that's not how that should work. <laughs> Don Callis would be like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you." <laughs> I'm pretty sure if he could get away with the bleeps, he would do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, everything, everything is right with my world. Like as soon as Kenny Omega's back wrestling, and I, I just, I saw him, I saw him hit a V trigger. I saw him just like straight up destroy Dragon Lee. Hit the I scariest one winged angel I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I, I trust no one more than him. He developed that move to be done with one hand, literally for this reason. Uh, <laughs> I love the ongoing thing of he's selling that he's not actually 100%. Yes. Like selling oh, the knees, selling that. the back. And I'm really waiting. I'm not sure if, if, if they'll like run it all the way through or if he will just uh, fucking do the thing where he's like kind of limping and like... You know, uh, hangman or somebody does it, and then he just stands up all the way straight, looks him in the eye. Yeah, has just been faking it for two rounds. No, no, no. He's gonna like. I feel like he's going to end up taking the compression shirt away, and then he'll probably have a knee brace that goes away, and then all he'll have left is the one shoulder harness, and then hangman's gonna come face to face, and then he just unclips the harness and lets it fall to the earth like fucking Rockley with weighted training oh, weights. Damn. <laughs> Immediately start beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, um, it's been a while since I have, I guess because like at some point it, after you watch wrestling for a long time, it gets hard to super mark out. I yep. super marked because I, I was like, it won't be him. It's not going to be Kenny. They're not going to bring Kenny back on a random Wednesday sponsored by Game of Thrones. It's not going to be that. And then, and now, and I went, oh my God. And like oh, the, re the wrestle babies in chat can attest to the fact that I ran around the living room doing laps, cheering, and then just screamed the entire intro with it. It is... It's hard for me to find a moment that I regret missing, like missing live. Yeah, watching. I mean, the Kenny return is one thing that I'm just like, wait, that can't have happened. I went back and watched, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> see, uh, I, I missed I, it. I didn't see it. I've seen so many other important Kenny moments live. Yeah, that, like this. This is. I saw him win the IWGP Championship live. Like, there's nothing. I've yeah. it, that peaked. That was it. Right <laughs> for me, um, but like uh, 
or like in real time. It was in Japan. No way I was watching that live. But like yeah. just knowing, like it was like balance had been restored to the force. <laughs> in that moment, I was like, good. Good. And I will say, like, I do adore the storyline now that it's uh, now that it's confirmed to be a storyline. <laughs> I do adore it. Uh, but God, I, Kenny is such a good worker. I was terrified that entire match. I was like, he came back too early. He is back too early. He should not be here at this point. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kenny's not the one that came back too early, but I'm better. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sorry. asshole. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it really adds to our conversation, or, or uh, the the bit earlier where it was just like, I need to. There needs to be a finish to the rock paper scissors of our three favorite wrestlers. And I was yeah. like, Nah, I don't know when that's happening. Yeah, it's because uh, uh, we now have Kenny who beat Mox, Mox who beat Punk. Punk's gotta beat Kenny at some point. Tony Khan, make it happen. It won't, but please, this has to happen. Hey, uh, you know what? Insert, Honestly. It, Insert Wade Barrett here. I'm afraid I've got, got some, some bad, bad news. I, um, fucking, I don't know. Uh, the things that we have fucking willed into existence, Scotty, I just don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, After Becky Lynch, really, what can't we do? <laughs> the Becky Lynch one was very powerful. There was another one we had recently, but I can't remember what it was. All I know is we figured oh. out that Captain Tibbs has now officially outlasted Vincent Kennedy McMahon <laughs> as a wrestling yep. king booker. God. All right. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time to get to the end of the show. And I wanted to uh, add a little audience participation by asking for a question of the week. This one comes from Big Mike. What would be the biggest thing Triple H could do that would lure you back to WWE? I'll tell you the big, super biggest thing he could do, and he won't do it. And it's let Xavier Woods beat Roman Reigns for one of the championships. Not both of them. Don't end that legacy reign at this point. But yeah, so far, just... only one person has been able to get a win over Reigns who hasn't gotten a big push out of it. And it's my boy Woods. Let that man beat him. Please. And hey, listen, he may not now nor ever be cleared to be like wrestling in a ring again, but bring Biggie back for it. Let yes. Do it, Paul, you coward. <laughs> uh yeah, Biggie did do an interview recently where he was like, Man, dating with a neck brace fucking sucks, huh? Well, I don't need one anymore. Uh he explained like some of the issues with his neck and he goes, I'm cleared. To have a normal life right now. I am not cleared to be doing suicide spears and big endings and shit like that. I'm like, yeah. Which I hope he never fucking does another suicide spear. I hated it before he broke his neck. I hate it after, especially. Yeah. If he comes back. Um, so that's my pull. Uh, that's my pull. I, uh, as me and Blake already said, I'm kind of already genuinely enthralled. They're making Kevin Owens. Man. Yeah. Actually, what my answer would have been beforehand book kevin owens and Sami Zayn properly and that's what they're doing now so hell yeah you've got me you've got me i'm gonna come back but overall if you're yeah. talking of super insane crazy thing that would bring me back xavier woods wins the wwe championship that's my boy uh blakey t uh, have you got one i think 
No, one of my things is like I want to see the the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff like really truthfully play out, yeah. like in ways that I want to see storylines that I thought were dead in the water and like talents that I thought would never get anything start to show something, and they already have like the fact that. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are doing shit, and the fact that fucking Johnny Gargano's back. The fact that on they the main roster and like, introduced Johnny Gargano as well. It wasn't like a beatdown, and then no. Gargano came out. It was literally audiences waiting from a commercial break, and then Gargano's music hits. From what I've seen, and that's such a bold play, but a yep. great one for Johnny Gargano. So yeah, no, they're they're already on on the way, in my opinion. I want him to use the talent that they've got left that I care about to the best effect possible. I want him to run over Austin Theory with a truck. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dylan, do you have do you have any pulls? So, if Finn Balor could just accomplish anything of value, that'd really help. He's in a stable with Rhea Ripley, which you know that's something. Right, right, right. Feuding with Rey Mysterio for the fifth straight month. Uh, he got a purple do rag uh, now hanging out his leather pants, and and he's he gonna could... he, and he's about to get destroyed by Edge. So like, if Finn Finn Balor is now is now my like watermark. Oh like, okay. If, like like after how badly they fucked up what could have been a great moment with him. Uh, against Rome, like if they if they can redeem that with Finn Balor, then I'll consider it. Until then, no, because like bringing Kevin Owens back and making Kevin Owens important was never that hard. Kevin Owens was always on the cusp, just mm -hmm. wasn't presented. Now we have Prize Fighter Owens back. He's already made man. Everybody remembers that. Yeah, everybody everybody remembers the man that stomped John Cena. Like. That's fine. Sami Zayn already beloved. If you can get Finn Balor, who arguably was the greatest bungle they've had yeah. over the past few years, like in terms of like you're just you're still doing nothing with the guy, huh? He went back, had that great run in NXT under Triple H, yeah, and like then nothing when he came back up to them. If they can make that work. Or something then i Maybe would love then. to see uh with like you know the purple and black aesthetic of what's their fucking stable name i can't even remember the, the judgment day it's not judgment day it's the judgment day yeah i would love to see a heel version of the demon he won't do it because that's a beloved character but god seeing like a heel demon in the purple and black that would be very very cool uh well you heard it here the dylan says if you bring back finn balor's dick trunks he'll <laughs> watch wrestling again get the pants out finn all right but uh until next time what'd you boys learn this week never trust a funkasaurus <laughs> i learned bring back the dick trunks uh, oh god i've i've learned that you that apparently twinks are in this season in aew <laughs> they're in every season let's be honest all right where can Listen, people find i need kip sabian to bring back the male crop top he tried during the pandemic and it didn't work but i need him to try again <laughs> where can people find y'all on the internet like a tanner on the twitter talking video youtube i get 
tired of saying this <laughs> uh you can find me on twitter at scotty mo s-e-o-t-t-y-e-m-o check out all the other shows fun fiction if you want to just listen to me ruin paul blart actually i fixed paul blart let's be honest uh we did an awesome episode on that this week so make sure to subscribe and check out that fun fiction or check out the weird the actual play ttrpg show where we hunt ghosts me and my co-host from fun fiction megan danger charles kelly are faithful director leads us through some crazy stories and we're doing a fun little alien story this uh this arc so make sure to check that out at jointheweird.com award nominated by the way listen it is the most successful podcast that any of us have even a tangential relation to go listen to it (laughs) that's why i'm surprised that he hasn't had you on it just to bolster the numbers with your weirdness it's actual play. It's hard to get it. It's like getting an extra person at the table. That ain't easy. Yeah, of course it is. You just have them show up and start talking, then hope no one notices the awkward bits. Exactly. My name is Charles Perry. I heard that you needed investigations in the weird. The weird. Blake, do you have a certain person you want to thank? A certain boy, a certain man we went to a concert of earlier in the year? It's, it's hard for this. It's it's me- oh, Blake, shit. it's Megaran. Blake, it's Megaran. It's my turn. Uh, it's my turn in the thing. Special thanks to Megaran for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out Megaran on his website, uh, megaran.com. Go buy his music. Give him love. And listen to him on Spotify. That's right. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. 